blessed. The story of Jacob. I want to start a brand new series. And before I do that, I want to, I want to start with a prayer. We want to go the next five weeks about Jacob, a guy from the Old Testament. We will, learn, we will learn a lot of things from him. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much for this brand new series. And I want to live a blessed life. I want to live a life whom I can see you, experience you in a brand new, deep way. And I just give you the permission. Speak to me. Change me. More and more the image that you have in your mind when you created me in the beginning. And we say, Amen. The title is The Blessing That You Really Need. And you know, Jacob in the Old Testament is a really funny, funny guy. Actually, he's a little bit like a weird guy. He's a guy with a lot of edges. He's a rough guy. He has a lot of issues in his life. And he has a really, really low self-esteem because for more than 21 years, he is seeking the perfect Jacob that God really created in the beginning when God created him. And Jacob is an image for you and me. He needs 21 years to figure out the plan of God in his life. If you think in your life, you change too slow. There's a lot of people that say, yeah, my wife, she's changing too slow. Or you're kicking your man. Just think for a moment. 21 years, Jacob needs to change in his life. And the best expression, how Jacob thought, is the selfie thing. Do you know selfie? There's more than one million selfie a day. Have you know that? One million selfie. That means it's a lot about me, me, and me. And I want to show you now a, a, a live thing. Uh, it explains a little bit the character of um, Jacob. I want to make you a real selfie. This is real. Are you ready? This is real. The selfie, it's the most important thing. I am in the center, not you. You can smile, it's about me. This is Jacob. Jacob is about Jacob, not about you. This is Jacob's attitude, me. You see this? But the thing is, I want to show you something. When you make a selfie, you don't post it real. You go into Photoshop, you take your picture, into Photoshop, this is now Photoshop, huh? Because we are living in a world, we pimp everything. This is too red. Yeah, now this is too much. Here I put a little bit like color, like I could do emo. It's nice. Emo. You see this? That's not the real face. I just pimped my face. Everybody is doing this in Facebook, Twitter. It's not the real. Okay, and now I'm going to Insta shape. This is life. Put it here. This is the picture. Like this. It's good. To Instagram. Instagram. It's good. And now a, a link with Facebook. And Twitter, you see this? Here, you see this? Check. Facebook. And I'm writing down 5 p.m. That's you, huh? P.m. The best... Oh. The best... Best people... That's you. Ever. 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 
Ever? No, no, what you said? Hashtag, hashtag. Hashtag is always important, ever, or ever. Ever, ever, good. This is all life. Now, okay, boom, of Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You know, this is the best expression about Jacob. Jacob was actually a selfie guy. It's about me, and me, and me, and me, and not others. Let's go into the story just to understand what's, what is the basic story about Jacob. Let's see this in a very short, amazing cartoon clip. Jacob had always been a fighter. And let's be honest, sometimes also a little cheat. Loser. In his mother's womb, he already wrestled and fought with his brother Esau, and even at birth, he held on to him. Esau was like an animal with hair all over his body, and Jacob looked more like a nudie. Twins who couldn't be more different. When their blind father Isaac grew old, he wanted to bless his eldest son Esau. This was an important and one-time event, which was exclusively meant for the firstborn. So Jacob dressed up like his brother. He put on his smelly clothes and wrapped animal skins around his arms, so that the deception would be perfect. Isaac was fooled and Jacob succeeded in getting his father's blessing. That Esau become absolutely furious is no surprise. Later this little loser cheat had to flee from his brother, as the latter wanted to make him a head shorter. One night, he encountered a man. He fought with him until daybreak. When the man noticed that he wasn't winning against Jacob, he shouted, let me go. But how could things be any different? Jacob first wanted a blessing from him. So the stranger said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have fought with God and with man and have won. This is Jacob, yeah. The word Jacob just literally means betrayer. He betrayed it, he betrayed many, many things, and he was chasing for the blessing. And when we speak about blessing, the most people, and I've wrote it down, this is the definition of blessing. The most people, they will say blessing means success, wealth, health, influence, luck, and absence of any problems. This is blessing. But I believe blessing just literally means in the Bible, it's the promise of God's grace. It's the promise of God's grace. In the end of the message, I will link this promise because in the end, God is giving Jacob an amazing promise about what blessing really means all about. My goal in the message is, the next five weeks, that you embrace yourself with God, that you say yes to your own identity, that you accept the way that God has formed and shaped you. Don't forget, Jacob, it was 21 years he was seeking until he find his real identity. 
Some people are saying, we're living in a cycle of seven years. Every seven years, things are changing in our lives. For example, when you're married, they say, oh, the seventh year is a really a dangerous year in marriage. Have you ever heard that? The day, seven years is crazy. I will say every year is crazy, actually. Just saying, every seven years, things changing. A lot of people, they make a decision for Christ. It holds on for seven years, and sometimes they're leaving church, they're leaving faith, or in a marriage, they are stick together for seven years. They're saying seven years is like a cycle. It repeats all the times. So you see this seven-year cycle in the life of Jacob in an amazing, profound way. Let's see four stages of process. How can I change my life? The first change is God, yes, but the week the way I like it. This is the stage number one. I know you say, really? Are you sure about that? Yeah. Because when you follow Christ, everybody will say, I serve the Lord. I love the Lord. I do whatever the Lord commands me to do. This is from the outside correct. Theologically correct, you are safe, right? But inside, it's always another story. What is really deep, deep, deep down in your heart? You see, in the Jacob's life, he heard that Esau, he will become the blessing from his father. And Jacob said, I want to be blessed as well. And he said, whatever it takes, I will steal that blessing from my brother. And now let's, let's read the Bible text when he appeared to the father. In Genesis chapter 27, verse 21. The father just asked a question. Who are you? Who are you? Are you Jacob? Or are you Esau? Who are you? Just pause for a moment because this question will be repeated a second time in the story of Jacob. It started with the question, who are you? And I think God asking us the same question, who are you? With other words, who do you want to be? And Jacob said, I want to have the blessing. And he changed his identity. Because the Bible is saying, Esau had a lot of hairs. Hairs all over. Now, now you understand the question? Who are you? Are you Jacob? Or you do pretend to be? Esau, who are you? I ever thought about for a moment, is there anybody in the room or maybe in our church that's changing their identity? They're chasing certain people, certain styles, certain things. And I just thought about, about my own life. I had to say, I never chased anybody. No, I chased, chased as well some people. When we started the church many, many, many years ago, my big role model was Reinhard Bonnke. Maybe you heard this guy, a guy from Germany. He fills stadium, he preaches so loud, so wild in Africa. He heals people, people got saved. I said to God, I want to be like Reinhard Bonnke. And God asked me a question, who are you? Are you Leo or you pretend to be Reinhard Bonnke? And I shouted and I screamed for a half an hour in our church. I mean, you like it, you're international. But the Swiss people say, what's wrong with you? We are Swiss people, we just talk easy. Just be yourself. Then I copy another guy, his name is um, Wilhelm Pals, he's from Germany. 
an evangelist, he filled up stadiums. He preached like this, come to the cross. The cross is there for you. I will invite you from the front to the back, from the left to the right, come to the cross. I changed my whole preaching style like William Pulse. People say to me, what are you doing? This voice is not fitting to your body. Your body is strong, your voice is girly. Just be, just be yourself. There was a moment where God asked me, who are you? I think God is asking you the same question, who are you? Are you chasing a certain people, a certain style, a certain success? You want to be somebody else, but you're not your own? And this is a very, very deep and profound question. And the thing is, you can change your identity, but God always knows why you're doing what you're doing or why I am doing what I am doing. And here's the Bible verse in Genesis chapter 27, verse 41. Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father has given him. He said to himself, the day of mourning for my father are near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. That means if you are changing your identity, you're always on the run. You're always running away your whole life. For 21 years, Jacob was running away from his own real godly identity. It took him 21 years to accept and embrace the way how God formed and shaped him. The level number two, the process of change in Jacob's life, God Yes, but with conditions. And this is a very, very uh, weird thought because when Jacob realized that Esau is after him, he wants to kill him. He, he, he fell asleep and he had a dream. He saw a ladder comes down, top down from heaven, angels going up and down. He realized God is here in this place. And the next morning when he woke up, he made an amazing statement to God. Genesis chapter 21, verse 20 to 21. And now it is it where, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey that I'm taking on, and if will give me food to eat, and if close to wear, so that I return safely to my father's household, then, now listen, the Lord will be my God. He said, God, I give you a chance. If you really give me clothes, food, you bless me, then you have the chance to be my God. This is weird. I mean, he, he made a deal, God. This is a good deal for you, God. If you prove myself that you're God, then you can be my God. And only one Bible verse later, Jacob is saying, if you are proving that you're God, then I bring 10% of my money into the house of God. Only if you are blessing me. And there's a lot of people that just giving 10% into the church, in the house of God, only because if God is doing a miracle. I always say to those people, it's not a business deal. It's a win-win situation. I give money, God wins, God gives back. It's a win-win situation. The friendship with God is a friendship. It's giving. You, you give because you love. It's not a deal. Jacob said, if. Maybe a lot of people that are in the if, faith, Staged. It's like a deal. 
And I wrote down some uh, egoistic, egoistic people. They have like four points. They obtain a title. They love titles. People, they love, if you work in a company, you love in front of the door, you are the CEO of blah, 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 boom, bam. A lot of people, they like that I'm the CEO. They like titles. Nothing against titles, but a title is only a title. A title means you have to work more. Draw strength from the titles and the roles. Search for the recognitions of the other people. Want to see their own goals fulfilled. And just pause for a moment when you reflect those four points. Are you in the if stage? And actually, this is not a big deal for God because you are in a journey. And it took 21 years that God put Jacob in the position that you realize, I serve God with, without any if. The level number three is God, now I surrender. This is actually 21 years later. Jacob heard that Esau is after him only two or three days. Then he will kept him and then he will kill him. And Jacob knew, in three days, I am dead. I have no chance. I want to read you a Bible verse, and here's one word. It's really amazing. In Genesis chapter 32, verse 21 to 24. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives. Pause. He had two wives. This is another question. Why is two wives? I don't want to preach about that. This is too complicated, but he had two wives. His two female servants and his 11 sons crossed the fort of the Yabok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possession. So Jacob was left alone. Here is the word Yabok. Yabok. Something is wrong here. It's no English. The word Yabok just literally means I empty myself. There is always a moment in your life where you empty yourself. You empty yourself. You say to God, the position, my wife's, everything what I have, it's on the other, other side. Here I am, God. I empty myself for you. A lot of people think, wow, Jacob, an amazing guy. He understood what Christianity is all about. But the thing is, he, was, he had no chance anymore. A lot of people, they give up, they surrender, not because they want to surrender. They're facing a circumstances and they have no chance then to surrender. For example, you're going to a doctor. The doctor gives you a bad report and say, you have cancer. You will die in six weeks. You know what people are doing? They empty themselves. They say, God, here I am. I give you everything, my house, my car, my cat, my dog. You can have everything. Please heal me. And all of a sudden, when God is doing a miracle, the pressure is not so high anymore, they change again. A lot of people, they empty themselves because you are forced. You have a situation, there's no other way. Maybe your marriage is fall apart, your kids leaving your house, you don't have a job, you're, you're broke, you have a sickness. Sometimes God puts us in a position where we're facing a wall. And there's no other chance than to say, God, 
I surrender myself. Jacob was not out of his heart because he surrendered, because he knew if God is not doing a miracle from now in three days, I'm so dead. I want to show you a graphic. It's out of my book about leadership. When you have a goal in the beginning, that's you are in the ground and you have a vision and a goal. It's way, way up there. And if you're facing some mountains and the mountains are obstacles, and if you know the obstacles are so big, I'm not able to conquer that mountain. That is always the moment where people surrender. They say, God, the mountain is so big. It's so high. It's so huge. I have a dream. I have a destiny. But I'm not able to conquer that giant. That's usually the moment where people, yabok, you empty yourself to God. You know, many, many years ago, I will never forget that, um, there are certain preachers, have you ever, maybe ever saw that, they can pray for people and people fall down on ground. Have you ever seen that? They can touch people and boom, 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 boom. They fall down. I coming from a valley, that means we have a lot of wind. That means if somebody prays for me, I'm very stable. And a lot of people prayed for me, but I never fall down because I grew up in a valley with a lot of wind. I never fall down. I was stable. People came pray for me. They, they pushed me, but I was stable. There was one woman from the USA. She's a prophet, a very, very well-known girl. She came to me, and she not even her, laid her hands on me. She said, I want to prophesy over you. And at that moment, <laughs> I fall on the ground. Nobody touched me. No wind, just the power of the Holy Spirit. And I was shocked about that because I always joked about, you know, people falling down, people falling down, because they want to fall down. But, boom, but I was on the ground. And I was not able to stand up again. It was like a, a force holding me down. And then the woman, she said to me, you will, you will start a prayer network in Switzerland. You are an apostle and you will unite all the churches together in Switzerland. You have to understand, when I started the church, I never, I never announced myself a pastor. I always said to people, I am Leo. Don't ever call me pastor. I am not a pastor because I don't like pastors. Just call me Leo. If you're here from the beginning, you know what I'm talking about. People just call me Leo, but never Pastor Leo. I said to the lady, God can ask me everything and anything, but leading pastors, no way. She left, said, okay, that's your problem. If you want to lay on the ground, it's your problem. She left me. That's unfriendly. And I was on the ground. I could not stand up, really. It was like a, a power holding me down. She came back after 50 minutes and said, are you doing it? I said, no, I hate it. It's your problem. She left me again. And after a half an hour, she came back and said, okay, have you made your decision? I said, I don't like pastors. I don't want to lead pastors. This is a nightmare. I just want to be Leo. She said, okay, that's your problem. Then, then lay the rest of your life here on the ground. You cannot stand up until you say yes. I faced the same situation like Jacob. I had a Yabok moment, a Yabok river. I had to empty myself. And I will never forget, I said to God, okay, God, 
I don't love this job. I don't like this calling. I, I don't want to be a pastor. But if this is your will, let's be honest, God. If you have made a decision, there's no other way. I know you. You're the same yesterday, today, forever. You're not changing your, your will. I said, okay, God, I will do it. In that moment, I said, yes, I was able to stand up again. But it was not out of my heart. I said, yes, God, I want to do it. And many, many years later, now I'm leading the prayer group in Zurich for all the pastors. And I still have a question mark. Why, God, have you chosen me to do this? I still, I don't like it. I'm just obedient, but I don't like it. Have you certain areas in life? You're obedient, but you don't like it. It's very hard to sit on the stage because we always say, and God is calling you, you like it. Yes. Not in my case. I don't like it. I'm just obedient. And I think the same thing, Jacob faced the same thing. He just emptied himself because he had no other option. And now let's go back to the last stage, and I like the last stage. Stage, he said, God, please change me. 21 years later, he had a fight with the angel. Some people said, it's God, it's Jesus. He fight with God, with Jesus, with the angel. And God, or the angel, is asking him an amazing question. In Genesis chapter 32, verse 27, the man asked him, what is your name? If God is asking this question, I have a question. Does God forget names? Has God forgotten? Oh, sorry, I created you. But what's your name again? Why is God asking Jacob the question, who are you? What's your name? 21 years later, the father asked him the same question. What is your name? Or who are you? It's not about God that God forgot the name. This was a profound question. What is your name? And Jacob said, now watch. I pretend to be Esau. Then he said, I am Jacob. With other words, I am deceiver. I am the manipulator. I am the guy with a wrong heart attitude. I am the guy who stole the blessing from my brother. I'm a liar. I'm a deceiver. I made a deal, God, if you are blessing me, then you can, can give me my God. The moment when Jacob said, I am Jacob, after 21 years, he embraced his own identity. You can be on run for many, many years, chasing success, money, titles, position, even it sounds wholly correct, but your hard attitude it's running away from God. And God is asking us all the time the question, who are you? What's your name? 
Do you want to pretend to be somebody else or you are the real deal? Maybe you have to say to tonight, I am addicted. I'm a porn addicted guy. I'm a person, I just think about me, 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 and me, and then maybe me again. The moment when you say to God, the real deal is the moment that God can embrace you. It's the moment that God can start to bless you. Then God changed the name. He said, from now on, your name is no Jacob anymore. Your name is Israel. And Israel just literally means God fights for you. Are you fighting for yourself, for your own success? Are you trusting that God fights for you? Christianity is all about, I trust that God can use the way I am. And I believe that God is open doors at the right moment, the right season. If I'm single, I believe that in the right moment, God will lead me to the right person who fits to me. I believe that God can promote me because God fights for me or I fight by my own and it's not the same thing. When I closed the message and when I, when I studied that, I, I always flipped out because I love small things in the Bible. Many, many years later, God called Moses to be the spokesman to lead the people of God into the promised land. And Moses said, whom, who should I what should I say to the people? Who are you? What is your name, God? What is your picture, God? And God said to Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verse 15, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, and the God of Asaph, and... And let's pause a moment. I am the God of Abraham and Isaac. And many years ago, God changed Jacob in Israel. To be theologically correct, here must come the name and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. But the Bible says, I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and I'm the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name you shall call from generation to generation. And God is saying here to you and me, if you're stubborn, if you're selfie, if you think about me, 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 that's not a big problem for me, say God. Say to all the generations that Jacob is in all of us. But I can handle the Jacob spirit. And in 21 years, I can turn every Jacob into an Israel. This is a promise from God. If you think I changed too slow, I have too many things in my life. God is saying to you, I'm not only seeing you success, I see your weaknesses. I see your wrong hard attitudes. It's not a problem for God Almighty. God is saying in 21 years, I changed a stubborn guy named Jacob. And I changed him into Israel. That means I fight for you. And this is the promise of God. In all the four stages, God is saying to you and me, I can handle your weaknesses.
I can handle your edges. I can handle your issues. It's not a big deal for me because I am the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. And let's give God a big hand that God is not finished with you. Come on, church. He's not finished with you. It's not finished with you. I'm so pumped about it because so many times people say to me, I changed too slow. We have to change. We have to be more and more like Christ. But God can handle. And God creates certain moments in our lives to change us. More and more the image that God sees for you and me. God is saying to you and me, I fight for you. Who are you? Who are you is the question. Do you fight by your own? Chasing? Lying? Stealing? Or you say, God, here is the real deal. Please fight for me. This is the story of Jacob. God is fighting for you.